What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Steez Radio Podcast. This is your host, Chazzy. Thank you, everybody, who's been following me on this journey as we approach week slash episode three of this podcast. If you're new here, stick around, because every Sunday I am posting news not reported on the news. Some great shit that I talk about here on this podcast. Wasting no more time in getting on today's subject of news not on the news, and it is the country of Belarus. Belarus is a European country landlocked between Ukraine, Russia, Latvia, Poland, and Lithuania. However, some insane events going on in the country right now. Crazy numbers as of today. We have protests starting on August 9th in the city's capital of Minsk and 25 as well. 25 more cities in the country of Belarus. Protesters of over crowds of 150,000 people, some say 200,000. 7,000 people arrested, detained by the police force out there as a result of these protests that began on August 9th. August 9th was also the start of a several-day-long internet blackout that affected the capital of Minsk, people protesting in that area too as well. August 9th, that day that I keep referencing, will go down as the biggest day in the country's history. Many people have already said that it is. Where do we start? with a Mr. Lukashenko. The former Soviet Union collective farm manager, considered to be Europe's last dictator by many, has once again been accused of rigging the country's presidential election. President since 1994, Lukashenko has been known for preserving many Soviet communist beliefs in the area. For example, we still have the KGB being referenced as the secret police in Belarus. However, he's been able to mask all of these by portraying a strong nationalist view towards the country. This year, the president started taking a bunch of heat as the country's economics started to tumble out of control. Mostly started taking the heat, though, because of his negative views towards the COVID-19 virus. When asked about dealing with the virus in this country, he referenced a bottle of vodka to wipe off the pain of the virus, to wipe off the COVID-19 virus just in general. And with such negative views towards the virus that's actually played a big part in the country over there and as far as deaths and the quarantine, so on and so forth, people wanted a change. Introducing... Sergei Tikhanovsky. Sergey was known for his Country for Life YouTube channel in Belarus. The channel itself was able to mass over 277,000 subscribers, and with all the support behind him, he announced his plan to run for presidency. Things looking well, however, a couple days later, he was arrested, detained by the police force out in the country of Belarus. He was one of three candidates that were actually arrested who said they would be running against Mr. Lukashenko in the 2020 presidential election. So very quickly after three people decided they would be running for president, they were shut down, arrested. Dunzo, their campaign is over. There is a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in this situation. There is a knight in shining armor, and it is actually the school teacher and wife of Sergei Tikhanovsky, Svetlana Tikhanovskaya. So Svetlana was able to rally hard behind the arrests that were made against the candidates, rally hard against the mismanagement of the country with the economics tumbling out of control, and rally especially hard over the negative views that Mr. Lukashenko had over the COVID-19 virus. Svetlana and her team toured all over the country, 
rallied tens of thousands of people at her demonstrations, the largest anti-government demonstration the country has ever seen, one to be reported at 70,000 people supporting Svetlana, her rally, so on and so forth. Things looked great for Svetlana. Seemed like pretty much the whole country was behind her and her presidential election. So we fast forward to August 9th, what is considered to be the biggest day in the country's history. Polling closes, results were in, 80% victory granted to president since 1994, Mr. Lukashenko, leaving about 20% of the votes left over, only reported 10% for Svetlana. The results were later signed off by authorities, or I should say rubber stamped by authorities, and marked final. That was it for the 2020 presidential election in Belarus. Before I continue with the events that transpired on August 9th, I want to discuss on the past rigged presidential elections that have gone on in the country of Belarus. First off, the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe has not recognized any election in the country to be free and fair since 1995, around the same time that President Lukashenko took charge. They were also not allowed to attend the country's 2020 election, saying they were not allowed to, or saying they weren't invited to, I'm sorry. Fast forward to 2001, four opposing candidates against Lukashenko vanished from plain sight, disappeared. 2006, he publicly lowered his win percentage from 93 to 80% because 93 just seemed too high. Following up in 2010, a very strong opposing candidate against Lukashenko was beaten very, very badly. After he was beaten, he was arrested by the police force in the country once again. Obviously, there is a sketchy history with presidential elections in this country. Fast forward to August 9th. After the false results were displayed, massive protests started erupting all over the country, most importantly in the country of Minsk, however, with over 100,000, 100,000 to 200,000 reported protesting in the country's capital, leading to 3,000 arrests in one night. Crazy, crazy, crazy situation going on. Even more interesting, first time in the country's history that police force had to use tear gas, stun grenades, rubber bullets, batons, and it showed that it was the first time because these peaceful protests turned extremely, extremely violent. If you were to reference pictures, you would see nothing but blood, gore, and total chaos in the country on August 9th. The same night, the country went ahead and instructed the internet blackout that affected every single one of the protesters, not just the people protesting, but the citizens in the country as well. August 9th for sure will go down as the biggest event in the country's history without a question. Following the night of chaos in the country, the day after the election, presidential candidate Svetlana tried to voice her disbelief and her concerns to the election authorities in the country. You'll notice a trend here. She was arrested, detained for hours, till she eventually up, up and left to Lithuania, where she had sent all of her children before all this chaos had taken place. From Lithuania, she releases a very chilling video stating that she had overestimated her power and that she was leaving for good. There's been a good news to report. There has been some good news to report since then. 
she has stated she will not give up on her charge. She will not give up on her rally just to fix everything that's going on in the country. And she urges strongly for the police force in the country to switch their focus from the protesters to the president of the country, Mr. Lukashenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. President Lukashenko has not been quiet since these protests started erupting on August 9th. He has announced that he will not be stepping down, quote unquote, kill me or no new election. This was said in, uh, in front of a group of wage strikers in the country. Another quote that I have, this is directed towards the police force. If you see a protester laying on the ground, do not hit him, unquote. Protests have been consistent since August 9th with police still using violent force to try to tame what is going on since the date that I keep referencing. There have been 8,000 arrests been placed in the city. Protesting, like I said before, has been going on every single day. The images are very graphic, bloody, total chaos going on. I really don't have much to say on the subject of violence because it is as violent as it gets. Besides the deaths... Um, there has been one person reported dead since the protesting has been taking place. It could definitely be a lot worse, but definitely pray for the country and what's going on over there. Would hate to see a rigged election going on in any country, and I just couldn't even think of the repercussions if citizens over here were to find out, over here as in the United States, were to find out that the country has point-blank period, have been rigged, it would not go down lightly. This is the news that I love learning. This is the news that I love talking about here on this podcast. If you haven't heard of the country or you were curious or what's going on in the country, I'm glad you do know now. Before I sign off, I do want to talk about a little artist from California. Give me one moment to pull up these lyrics for you guys. Artist PP Cocaine, ladies and gentlemen, song DDLG has massed over millions and millions of streams across all platforms. One of many singles that this artist has released that has massed millions and millions of streams across all platforms. One being TikTok, super, super popular over TikTok, this girl PP Cocaine. And if you found yourself to be mad or upset by the content that she's creating, think long and hard on how you can let somebody doing what they love affect your life so negatively. She's not killing anybody. She is not telling anybody to kill anybody. She's not promoting any violence whatsoever. She's point blank period just doing what she loves to do and she's making a lot of money doing it brings me on to the subject of the OnlyFans platform, which receives hate from both the male and female side. Female, I would think because there is a new way to make money that involves your body that some just not might, might not be comfortable with. Male, the hate comes from these females finally starting to be able to make money off something that has been really, really devoured upon in the male community. Why, why would you let yourself be so torn down off another person's success? There's nothing wrong, in my opinion, with the OnlyFans. It's finally time that the girls, females can start taking control of the body themselves and start profiting off this body that has been put on a temple on a pedestal for so long. 
but people will always be mad at the new trend of making money. So at the end of the day, you just got to do what you do. I don't have any OnlyFans subscriptions as uh, I'm speaking on this podcast, but I love the idea. I love that people can start making money off what has been a jewel for so many years now. Switching gears real quick, just to touch on my podcast really quick. I got the first music included episode on my SoundCloud right now. Please go listen, stream a couple errors that were placed on that one. However, it will be getting better over time. Music is the reason why I do this podcast. So please check out the SoundCloud one where I really get to embrace that side. Really interesting news in regards to COVID. Uh, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones plans to have fans in attendance in the AT&T Stadium in Texas. They will have up to 50% capacity, so we'll see how that turns on. And before I sign off, I want to leave you guys quickly with something to think about. It is the concept of the slight edge. Slight edge says if you do something consistently enough time after time, Really, there's no timetable to when, but you will become a master. I encourage everybody to be a master in their subjects. This has been the Seas Radio Podcast, Episode 3. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you guys next week.